This is a Podcast Now production. The whole station shut down, all three of us. Yeah. So I don't know. I am going to put my neck on the line here slightly. Oh, no. <laughs> I've moved to a radio station. No one even listens. No one knows where we are, who we are. Yeah, but Sometimes your conversations are like just about shit. Like rubbish. <laughs> this is Output DXB. JJ. Katie. Katie Overy, right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Katie Overy. So, obviously, I have a radio background. Both of you guys have a radio background. Still in radio. I would say I've kind of retired. Do you know Mitch's radio radio background? I don't know. Oh, mate, it's bigger than than any of ours could ever be. I only know Mitch's DJ Charlesy. Mitch is who's talking right now, but as DJ Charlesy, I fell into radio. It was never everyone. It was never like something I wanted to do at mm. first. I did pirate radio when I was younger. Never spoke like at all. The last thing I wanted to do was talk on a mic on radio. No way. And then um, I played a gig. I played Wireless Festival when they did it in Olympic Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, I played in between all the acts. And there was a, after I got a DM from a guy just saying, um, uh, we're starting a new radio station. Would you be up for coming in and having a chat? Yeah, of course. No worries. Then I walk into this building in Leicester Square called Global. Oh my <laughs> No way. I go, I go upstairs, okay, so we're, we're launching Capital Extra. It's a spin-off to Capital, blah, blah, blah. I want you to be involved. Cool. Signed up, done the whole thing. No way. I'd never been on radio, like commercial radio like that. And then um, it was like four months of pilots, all of that worst pilots you'll ever hear in your life it was like <laughs> just shouting everything I did yeah. was just shouting and then um yeah got Friday night show I was doing seven till ten every week and then six months in I had the first simulcast show on Capital on Capital Works job no Friday way night. I feel really <laughs> like shit being here now like, no my radio experience this fellow like started Capital Extra. Yeah, but all right, it, it kind of off the back of me DJing for Tiny, so it weren't just like a random guy. And then yeah, that I did that for two years. I felt like I hit a ceiling at Capital mm. because Capital Extra was like, I'm so happy I can talk about this now. Back in the day, I couldn't say anything. Yeah, of course. Um, I hit a ceiling just because Capital's their baby. Mm. Capital Extra was always behind. Mm-mm. The moment stuff cut, started to get near Capital, they'll just bring you straight back down. So then handed in my notice, which everyone called me mad for. And then a week later, another radio gig landed on my... Isn't that bizarre that they always wanted to keep down Capital Extra as opposed to the shiny golden Capital Radio? If you don't know what Capital is, if you listen in the UAE, you've never been to the UK. Capital is the number one yeah, yeah. commercial Easily. radio station. They just, they've taken over completely. But that's, that's the key word. It's like Capital Commercial Radio is money. So they're always going to keep it down because capital makes the money. Like even to the point where my Saturday show, which I ended on, I used to have like three ad breaks of like one ad. Mm. And because the listenership kept growing, it got to the point where I had three, three ad breaks of like six minutes. Really? Yeah. I thought capital, the ad breaks were like to the minute. And you had to, I worked at capital in Birmingham and I did it in North Wales. Um, but you, when I had to come out of the show, I had to hit it on the point to yeah, the second. I had the only show that was not playlisted. Oh, okay. So it was like, as long as I hit it on the 15, every every 15 minutes, it was fine. But it got to the point where it sounded like my show had more ads than 
music and I was just like it just got to me yeah I, I, fell, out, I fell out I fell out of love the three years I was at Capital as well mm. I had no producer I had nothing oh at my. all I produced my own show I did I ended up doing in the three years I'd say five live shows it was all pre-recorded at Capital yeah so why was then I know where you went after this did you go radio one after or were you at radio one before no so then I left Capital handed in my notice was super busy on the road with Tiny at the time and then one extra approached me saying do you want to do a show I was like yeah straight in and then my whole radio experience just changed like it was I walked in free producers yeah all I had to do was just tell them the tracks I wanted I'd have a USB ready because I was like heavily mixed show instead of like playlisted okay USBs with the tracks on all I literally had to do was just turn up. That show looks like so much fun. The Radio 1 Extra. I actually uh, Googled you recently and it's just, you, you stood up, which yeah. there's not many radio stations no. that do that, right? Where you can stand up. You're like, it's more of a hangout. It seems like people are just dropping in because they're in the area. It probably is planned. But what it seems like, oh, there's a, there's a guy coming over. Craig David's now going to come in and sing on the mic. Yeah. And instead of dropping his new song, he sung his new song, right? For like, you. It, it was... It, Coming from Capital, and I loved Capital. It was my first radio gig, but going to the BBC, like I don't know if you've been up there, but there's like six studios on one side, six on the other, and yeah. then a walkthrough. And you'd have like, say that example of Craig David. He, he'd probably be on any Max show that day, but because I'm next door, he'd just pop in and just jump on the mic. Yeah. Like, Is this the new studios where you've got the live lounge in the middle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I was so surprised. Yeah. Again, if you're listening, you know what the live lounge is. They come in, sing acoustically, and then do a cover, and it's just amazing. When I walked in there and saw the live lounge, I was like, it, this is tiny. Yeah, yeah. it is. Because there's so many cameras and everything they do. They Obviously, we know that BBC Radio 1, their social is just insane. And I was so shocked at how small it was. And it was it was, it was. was good for me because I I had done the live lounge a few times with Tiny so I'd been in the building like the story goes even that crazy when I was 14 or 15 I did this radio course in Stratford near where I lived and one extra had just started and part of the course was one week on like they made it a legal station it went out on the FM and everything wow and then me and this guy that I was doing a show with like we had two shows on it we got a call or our producer got a call saying they want us to go and do pilots for one extra. This is when I was 15, I think. No way. And then a week later, you can't do it because you're 15. You need to be 16. <laughs> so, you should have done a Nadine Coyle. Well, uh, like, we, we didn't, so we didn't get on it, but the producer that um, that was doing our show then, he got a job at one extra from that, that, from that time. Wow. And then 15... 16 years later, he was my producer on my show on one extra. No way. Love how that comes full circle. Yeah. Those opportunities are just not there anymore. Nah. Like in, I get messaged quite a lot. How do I get into radio? What do I need to do to get into radio? And I'm like, I don't really know anymore, especially in the UK. Yeah. But um, you, you, you've like, Capital especially. I was like, go on Love Island. They've got, yeah. <laughs> They've got, that, I mean? they've got that massive, like, they always look to the student radio stations, yeah. Capital. And BBC is a bit different, but they end up picking from Kiss and Capital. Do they anyway. still do that now, though? I don't know. I don't think they do. I don't know. I, it, they should, because mm. some of the best presenters have come from that. But I think now radio is becoming, in the UK especially, a bit more cooler. Could you try again? <laughs> 
Cheers. Literally, Cheers, I've been Siri. thinking that the whole time. I just wanted to say what Siri said. All Mitch, right, Siri's all up in our grill Mitch, right now. Mitch, I did not get that. Um, radio is coming like, especially the not so much Radio 1, One Extra, Capital, which is coming a bit more cooler. So they're looking to the actual DJs instead of presenters now. Mm. So I think it's a bit harder to come through that, but and Capital, I found Capital that, do. I found that a lot like, through lockdown, um, you would find people that, especially DJs that have never done a radio show themselves because during lockdown they were like okay well what I'll do is I'll just get a mic and just go live on YouTube or yeah. live on Instagram yeah. all of a sudden they realised that they could kind of do it and that's why I think then during lockdown um, radio as we know it seriously had to up its game because then it, like everyone started a podcast yeah. everyone started their own show you know these DJs exactly as you said who never wanted to speak yeah. they were all of a sudden like well hang on I've got an audience and I can do it and it doesn't need to be this crisp clean highly produced show it's just I'm going to mix and I'm going to say a few things and my followers will and lap you think it up. that's not just the UK but anywhere yeah, that's right. worldwide yeah. like but you find that these people then then slow down on sure. their content, right? So yeah. then they don't, it's not as big of a challenge for radio having to up their game. Mm. Radio just struggled hands down. Yeah. <laughs> like they couldn't, radio could not up their game no. through the pandemic. Um, everyone had pay cuts in every single yeah. uh, radio station that I know of. Yeah, well, in, I lost my job. The, yeah, Katie <laughs> lost a job. Yeah, yeah one, so one of the not, one of the good, one of the really good presenters in this country. Crazy, so to cut you, my mind so before. <laughs> What was you on before when you lost your job then? So I was with Heart here, yeah. um, which was, we had Dance FM, which was, the, as you know, is the uh, first dance music station in the Middle East. We had Heart, which was nothing to do with Heart in the UK. But, but was it though? But exa- No, nothing to do with it, but exactly the same. And the logo was questionable too. Um, do you know, you know what rumour I heard about that? Please. Is that Heart FM in Dubai asked Heart FM in, asked Global... Heart FM in the UK and Heart FM in the UK went no absolutely but at the end of the day you can't own a heart you can't ho- own yeah. the trademark to an organ no you they, can't they, Dubai were well within their right the Dubai station well within their right to do it I think if um, if that is true the jingles were too similar maybe I don't I don't know if that's true like, this I'll tell is you what, hard <laughs> the, the thing that's that was bizarre about it was so I I uh, we launched the breakfast show with Dance FM when, when they launched it with Danny C and Joe Mango. And such a good show, by the way. Thank you. It, it was amazing. It was called the Rude Awakening, and it was it was going to be such a difficult one to do to try and almost bring in the commercial element yeah. of you know still trying to do school runs and getting mums on the phone <laughs> and doing competitions whilst then going okay, well here's Eve's V and here and who who are yeah. these people like really niche. Uh, dance music but then and then when heart launched that that's me that's that's a bit of me i love my dance music but if i can play the spice girls i'm playing the spice girls right (laughs) so commercial radio was very much for me so i said okay i'm want to put my name in the in the hat for that but going back to to the name of heart when they were saying okay well we want to launch this you know new commercial station uh, we're we're going to call it Heart. And myself and Danny C at the time, and Danny C is, uh, I don't know if you know him, but just this vast radio knowledge. He is is quite an amazing person. I was very fortunate to learn from and him. And funny. He's all right. Um, <laughs> and um, but, and we, we both said to our PD at the time, 
you know, of all the names, maybe let's think of our own because everyone will associate it with heart, either heart in the UK or is it iHeartRadio in the US? Yeah. Right. So everyone will associate it with one or the other. No, 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 no. We wouldn't do that. Wouldn't do that. And we're not targeting the Brits. We really want to target because in the UAE, where there's a huge Asian de- Asian demographic. That's who we want to target. Okay, cool. So, so why do you want to then associate? Oh, it's very clever. We can associate it with heart in the UK, but you, but you don't want to target the Brits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was honestly the and literally Danny and I are sitting there. And again, I'm pleased that I can say stuff like this now. Was Danny and I are sitting there going? Are we having the same conversation? It was odd. Anyway. But then it did target the Brits because it was playing the same music that Heart FM plays. Of course it did. Them Heart times when I was back and forth quite a lot. And to me, it was the best music on radio in the UAE. Like easily. It It was a great... It was great because you can go from playing, you know, the latest Taylor Swift and yeah. Billie Eilish to Elton John and Queen and Michael Jackson. It's just brilliant. But... um. Yeah, so we had, sorry, we had Dance FM, Heart 107.1 and an Arabic station called Radio Halla. And um, due to some, I think, questionable management and uh, maybe some... Was it owner's issues? Uh, no, I, I don't know. I, that that side of it, I don't know. And it's almost, so the owners of it, I think I have more respect for than perhaps the management. Okay. Um, you know, the sort of direct management. And then they just started sort of letting people go. And I mean, I was let go on the 5th of March last year and then the whole station just stopped, I think, two weeks later. Um, and it was pretty new anyway, wasn't it? Like, Yeah. I mean, we only launched Dance FM in uh, February 2017. Yeah. yeah. And But it was just bizarre financial choices. You know, for Dance FM, we broadcast live from Tomorrowland every year. We had a three-year contract, which for, from a, you know, from my perspective, unreal to go to Tomorrowland. Are you joking? Although we only had like an hour a day out of the media yeah. village, but insane. I don't know what that that gave us. And even the next year we said to them, look, instead of spending, I have no clue how much that would have been, even to get us all there, just give us 50 grand cash and we'll do a secret sound. You know, just give us 50 grand cash or just buy us some brand new iPhones and we'll get some competitions. Because JJ knows as well as I do, as all people want on yeah. radio here is to win stuff. But mm. at the same time, like me thinking more yeah, as a producer or whatever, mm. like the Tomorrowland move would have been good and would have been the right things to get the big DJs on to do their shows and yeah. stuff like and that, that. And that's what we did. We we, we did have, have all of that and... It, in fairness, it benefited me, you know, personally, because yeah. I've remained in contact with them and always good for a guest list when they come to the UAE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I interviewed you uh, in Tomorrowland, any chance? Um, but yeah, and again, from personal experience, happy days. Yeah. Didn't affect me if they wanted to spend that money. I, I mean, I guess in the long run it did because I don't have a job I, anymore. I remember because <laughs> I was on the evening show when the Dance FM was launching and we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> This is gonna this is gonna pull a big crowd. We played a lot of dance music yeah, at did, Channel yeah. Four you at still one do, point. Don't you? I've stopped it because I do the music now at Channel Four and I'm like we basically instead of playing Adele Hello, we'd play the remix to Adele's Hello. And I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing now? Nah, dance music's what's gonna happen, EDM. So when you launch with that, we were like, oh no. Mm. And going back to the music, Heart FM in the UAE, when you launched and it was like no presenters, we had no idea what it was, we were like, again. Oh no, we mm. are really screwed now at Channel mm. 4 because you guys, it sounded so good. Yeah. The playlists were insane and still are. 
to an extent. Well done, Dean Curtis. Yeah, Dean Curtis absolutely yeah. smashed it. Now I know who it was that was behind that. Mm. Incredible music choices, but definitely was aimed at the Western Expert so, audience. So the way you're saying that, yeah, radio stations here, were they really like looking at what other stations all, are doing? Yeah. All the time. We have, I try not to, <laughs> but when something launches, then you it pricks your eyes off and you're Launches ears, like, is in a station or? Station launch, yeah. A station a launch. station launch. Um, definitely, it's like, gets our ears up and we're like, oh no. But I was more invested at the time. Yeah. Definitely more invested, like who's around, who's doing what. Mm. Uh, Chris Fade's got all these listeners. How do we get to that level? How can we raise our personal brands and all that stuff? Not really that bothered now. And 10 new station, like, new station launch, IB for Global why, Radio. Why are you not that bothered now? Um, I just think keeping to your own lane, know what you do yeah. good. Yeah. And don't worry about what other people Anyone are else. doing. Mm. Which is, that's why I asked the question, because coming from radio in the UK, like there was never that sense of what's that person doing at that time? What's this? What's that? It was very much just do what you're doing and that's it. Yeah, yeah. but I think obviously because the UAE is such a small market yeah. and in terms of Western radios, you've obviously had Dubai 92 from the year dot yeah. and and then obviously Virgin, Channel 4, Radio 1, Radio 2, they kind of had their moment, especially when Danny C was on Radio 1. So then to all of a sudden have not one, but then two stations come up and, you know, in fairness, not blowing our own trumpet, we we hit the market really yeah, hard, absolutely. didn't we? And especially with Tomorrowland. Like, I think everyone, all the other stations are a bit like, whoa, these guys have got money behind them. Um, I just think they dealt with it in, in sort of the wrong way. And it was such a shame because... And again, we'll probably talk about this. I, I worked for ARN. I worked for Dubai 92 and I'm now back doing bits and pieces with Dubai Eye because I'm old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm no that longer old. cool. So now it's all about talk radio. Um, LBC, if you're listening, I could definitely do with <laughs> coming over. But um, Not after what I said about global. <laughs> <I don't think laughs> so. Yeah, but I, but, um, I don't know. It's just like... It's just frustrating, you know, that they're amazing brands and the the presenters, we were really tight. We really got on really well and we we were desperate to make it work. Yeah. We would put in the hours, we would put in the research, we would put in this and come up with content ideas and then go to management and they would just be absolutely poo-pooed and they weren't listening to how like the evolution of radio whereby it's, especially on commercial radio, yeah, we're going to get, I don't know, Fatboy Slim on the radio no one wants to hear an eight yeah. minute interview with Fatboy Slim. So let's do two minutes on the air, but let's do YouTube with him and let's do this and let's do that and let's get him to do com competitions. And no one was listening. It was it's very but What I remember with the launch, it was like a huge marketing campaign. Mm. You could not drive down one street without seeing a billboard with my face of Dance on. FM. And that wound me up so much, <laughs> so much. Because when I first came to Channel 4 and you say Dubai 92 has been here since day dot, I'm pretty confident Channel 4 was here first. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, 104.8 has been around forever. Did not know that. But the thing is, I moved to the UAE four years ago, five years ago. And I was like, oh, you work at radio. Oh, is it ARN? No, it's, it's Channel 4. Yeah. Who? And I'm like, this station's been going for 20 years now. And people are saying, who? Mm. Channel 4? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I've moved to a radio station. No one even listens. No one knows where we are, who we are. And then luckily, I think over the last five years, nothing to do with me. I think just good presenters have come on to Channel 4 over the last four years. Mm -mm -mm. There was... There was people there, they moved on. And then we got the likes of Jacob Cummings, incredible young talent, Nimi. Eve. My, Eve yeah. has been there, yeah. has been there for a long time. Um, 
And I think just a better roster now, I can actually proudly say mm. I work at Channel 4 and nine know, times out of 10, they'll for me know who though, that is. Like, yeah. Where I've travelled, I've been back and forth for 10 years, say, mm. and always listened to radio here. And I've always felt like Channel 4 was the channel that wasn't scared to play new music. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I've always gravitated more to Channel 4. Mm. Like <clears throat> Virgin, I do see as a capital. Channel 4, I see more as like Kiss. Mm -hmm. they'll they'll kind of yeah. that's they'll... funny they went purple branded to copy kiss uh in the uk beat of the uae beat of the uk yeah we've now changed that to hit music for the uae Brilliant. but the purple came because uh one of the the chairman's uh sons from like lived in the uk loved kiss i was yeah. like we need to do this so yeah good good and, shout and i think like that's why i've always gravitated more to it i think radio here in England, I would literally put one extra on in my car, even when I was on Capital. One extra was my go-to. Mm. Here, I feel like different times of the day, I will jump to different stations. And I think that just shows where the radio market's at, that it is all pretty much similar. Mm. How you often I mean? are you tuning into Dubai Eye to hear I that actually show? don't at all. Interesting. And okay. Mitch, why do you change? Is it for, because obviously there's no what the UAE lacks is like that one extra or the, the BBC Radio 1 where in the morning and probably till about 8pm, 7pm, it's just commercial music. Yeah. You're just in BBC, Demi Lovato's. Then from there, there's like an indie show. And the next day, it will be a dance show, Annie mm -hmm. Mack. And yeah. then uh, Hugh I think Stevens. That's, you know? that's lacking here. Massively. I think, I think that's like, Massively. Even, you know, conversations I've had. Like Friday night, Thursday and Friday night, Virgin is great. Danny Neville does a great job musically other than that like i just don't feel like there's any sense of here's this here's this specialist show here's that specialist show it is literally the same every but single do you, day but we're we're sitting here saying that as three brits i, I just just don't know how how well it will work it would i work don't know here. if it would work yeah but i it, it probably won't work but then there's a way to make it work where we everybody loves old school music Mm. So you kind of tastefully put it in that way. Do you get mm. what I mean? Mm. Like, even when I've got show ideas and I've spoke to different people about it, I wouldn't be thinking about new music. I'd be like a club show because who are we kidding? Everyone here that listens to radio at seven o'clock onwards, they're going to a bar or whatever. Mm. So they're into club music. So as much as a, a, a niche kind of hip hop only show, no, that's not going to work. Mm. But an old school kind of hip hop show mixed with this, with that, I think would work. Mm, I think you're right, not on Channel 4 at this moment in time um, because there's more politics behind the scenes. But that, that seems like in uh, all the stations. Here, yeah, I, it's, it's a slightly different one. It's a slightly different one. Some, some not arguments, but like debates behind the scene that we, because we would love to have you, DJ Charles, that does a weekend evening slot, Friday, like Thursday, Friday, bang. Mm. But there's there's talk behind the scene of collaborating with another radio station abroad, right? That then um, will then be on our evening slot. They're yeah. desperate to come on, and I've blocked it every bloody step of the way um, because it's like saying Channel Four Radio powered by different radio station, and then if they like that. They go into that radio yeah. station 100%. and you're, you've lost listeners. Yeah. So I'm trying to, and this is people quite high up in the business. And basically it's for a free trip to Tomorrowland yeah. that they actually want, speed VIP or something like that. That's yeah. kind of the kicker out of it mm. that they get out of it. And what we get out of it is we have to produce more shows. 
we have to edit it all because they'll have their branding inside it and it's just an absolute nightmare. Yeah, but so even we've that, been talking that, with you. That type of sound, like who realistically wants to listen to that anyway? Like uh, when I say that sound, Tomorrowland type vibe. So that's what we're saying. If we open up the discussion to say, we want DJ Charlesy on our station, they're like, okay, cool. Let's do it with these these guys, the other radio station, collaborate them together and do it. And you'll be playing music you don't like yeah. and we'll be losing listeners, potentially. It's crazy. But it's the, I just don't, the thing is with UAE radio, I just don't, I think it's getting better, but I don't think it's a hundred percent where it could be. And I'm not, what do you, why do you think that is? If you, if you, you agree with me, Kay, I think in the UK, it's radio has been around for a hundred years. Mm. In the UAE, it's only 25 <clears throat> years old. Mm. Do you, sorry to cut you. I no. think there's a big part of like, this is probably one of the only regions in the world where radio is still, at the forefront. Mm -hmm. So maybe you may think it is doing better than what it is because no one really talks about radio anywhere else anymore. Do you get what I mean? And it is 100% that. We, we're we a driving city. We don't have DAB in our cars. Um, um, streaming's not big. Yeah, stream, streaming's not big at all. Um, a lot of people are obviously moving across to Spotify and Engami and YouTube and what have you. But we are still a radio city because mm. we're, we're a driving city. I don't know. I, the thing, and I've only been in radio here now for, well, I did my first show back in sort of 2013, but I, well, that was just like as a guest. But I've only been in radio four or five years. Um, but I'm very fortunate, as I keep saying, as, as to having worked with and met people who have been in it for a long time. So uh, it just annoys me that, that there are still some people on the air that I don't believe should be on the air because people, I mean, it's so cheesy and so old school. Yeah. And I'm just a little bit like, I'm not saying bring in the young bucks, you know, the, the Jacob Cummings of this world, because obviously he's only- He's an anomaly. He's Yeah, and he's and he's only for a certain market and things like that. My friend um, Nugget, who was on Dance FM, he's now on Radio One Breakfast uh, down in Abu Dhabi. I cannot listen to his show because it's all like TikTok songs. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just music that I just don't know, don't understand. Yeah. But yeah, I'd like to listen to it for him. But I just think we need some new voices and some something to just inject a bit of like something into yeah, but it. But there's, there's also, sorry, there's also that part of like, if musically, say for example, if you could have more music, what you like on your show, your whole show will come across different. Yeah, I know. So as much as getting the young kids in or whatever, say no, your, your no. guys... I don't on, want the young kids in. Your guys <laughs> in Abu Dhabi, if it was music that he kind of believes in or whatever, you'd probably feel a completely different way about the show. Yeah, but I want to listen to his show, but for I can't him. listen to... Yeah, for because him. Because of it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean, and yeah. I think, I think it kind of lies down to music here. Yeah. I think the music is just the same on every station. I don't know where they're getting... You you could probably tell me more, but who where are you following to decide what goes on the playlist? Uh, various analytics doesn't take long. Um, you look at the Spotify today's hop hits. You look at the new music Fridays. Um, you also receive emails from Sony, Universal, mm. Warner. Oh, so that's you look, a whole another conversation. With yeah, that. man. That's I've got the, not the best. I have a relationship with them all. I just think they could they could be better. Um, in promoting independent, not independent, obviously they're signed, but like promoting their own yeah. and Arabic uh, Arabic talent because there's a lot. Um, and they, we don't hear about it really. 
there's bits that we hear about, but not much. In terms of new music, sorry to interrupt you, because this is where Channel 4, I do think, differentiate from a lot of the stations here, is it's being a music manager is such a skill because all of a sudden they'll be like, okay, right, Taylor Swift's brand new song. Do you put it on the playlist immediately for then everyone to just be bored of it within mm. the first week, two weeks? Or do you wait, see how it bubbles, see how it percolates, if you will, yeah. and then like whatever, <laughs> and then bring it back in and... You know, Dean, like I say, Dean Curtis was our music manager at, at Shock and it's a, it's really tough. He did it for Heart FM, which is like an older audience, mm. and Dance FM. I know, yeah. How did he know both of those genres of music? Well, he's a, obviously he's a DJ right. first and foremost. So in terms of from dance, that was that was sort of fine. And obviously he had a team. It's not just him on his own. But um, yeah, and then it's, but, but as far as I understand, Channel 4 would just be like, right, this is new, this is out and bang, we're going to get it in the playlist. And it, it kind of went, I, yeah. that lands well for me. I want to hear the new Lady Gaga track. I want to hear the new Taylor Swift track. Yeah, and I think it's important to be the forefront. When I worked at Channel 4 three years ago, we had a different music person and they constantly wanted to sit and wait how it did. Mm. Let's see if Virgin are playing it for the next yes. couple. Let's see if these guys are playing it. Oh, that's a bit slow. It's got guitar in it. Is there a remix of it? Now, I do it. Yeah. The pandemic has been fortunate enough for me that I now do that because I knew I could do a better job. Right. Um, and yeah, we get those music out and we also get tunes out that Virgin aren't playing, mm. but we believe in it. And we know in two or three weeks time, Virgin will be playing it. When like, I was at uh, Dubai 92, our music manager had, had never heard of Spandau Ballet. <laughs> well, that's, that's completely like the audience of him, like Dubai 92. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But like the what that Whopper song, for example, Tiny Temper, um, what an absolute tune that was. Did you hear it? Mm -mm. It came out last year, right? Yeah. Yeah, he released last it at the year, start yeah. of the pandemic, wasn't it? I'm not sure if that was the right time to release that song. I'm not sure. But what a tune it was. We played it. After a couple of weeks, Virgin started playing it and other stations started playing it. But we were definitely the forefront. We like to be the forefront of music. Um, we don't like to miss much. Yeah. So, and if it doesn't do well after a week, get rid of it. Mm. That's that's the thing, and I think in England it was a bit different because you would, if you've had a hit, there it's a pretty much guarantee your next song will be playlisted, especially mm -hmm. on Capital. But it was a lot slower to put a new song in, take more of a risk. It was mm -hmm. harder. But one extra, I think, and I think Radio One did more, but I know more about one extra. But it would we'd have playlist meetings and different people. There would be like ten people around the table discussing the music. Everyone would have their input. Oh, we feel like this should go on, that should go on. And I think that is the way to do it because then us as presenters, we were passionate about what was on the playlist. Mm. And I think here it just seems like just follow suit. This is hot. Let's get it on. But there's no, in the in the UK, there's radio pluggers, right? Yeah. They come and they meet all the radio stations. They play the new record. They, they chat about the song. Um, if an artist is promoting a tune, they'll do a radio tour mm. and stuff like that. That obviously doesn't happen here. There's mm. no radio pluggers here. Mm. We wait for an email from Universal, Sony and Warner to see what their new music is in, in, in the world, you know, and it's not a long list ever. Sometimes we're struggling to get four new, we try and do four new songs a week. Yeah. We struggle sometimes to get yeah. four new songs a week. Wow. Do you really? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. Or the, the, that you ex that you think is acceptable yeah, for the playlist. Yeah, acceptable yeah. for the playlist. And then... Uh, yeah, but there's... The UAE is still so far behind. But we haven't got radio pluggers to come to us and say, these are a few artists that we've got that have a tune coming out. We've We've got to go out and look for it, think something's a good song, look on YouTube, fuck, there's only 10,000 views on there. All right, how's it doing in the trending charts and the UAE top trending viral top 50? 
not really in there. All right, we'll go to the New Music Friday and stuff like that. Mm. You look around to see where it's hitting. So five years Rather ago- Rather than be the forefront, the tastemaker of yeah. the new song. So four or five years ago when it was like, it wasn't um, sell to air, whatever they call it. And it was, let's build a campaign, let's push it through radio and all of that. Radio here must have been so, so far behind then. Because oh, now, yeah. it's, now it's a bit like, Taylor Swift's releasing Friday. Cool, we put the track on, done. When before it'd be like, Taylor Swift has got this single. We need to build it through radio. We need to do this. We need to do mm. that, which would normally take two months to get a tune to number one. Artists don't do that anymore. No. Taylor they Swift, release it. Taylor Swift has screwed us all over by going, <laughs> oh, we've, I've released an entire album, by the way. And you're like, what? Like yeah. It happened overnight. Yeah. But that doesn't happen anymore. They just mm. put it on Spotify sure, yeah. and they go, yeah. I've got a new song today. Yeah. No pre-promo, no nope. nothing. What it used to be, like you said, three months of pre-promotion, you know, but radio that, tours, get it on mm, playlists. That would just make it even more behind here. Like, because you're, you're waiting for that to become a hit. It's harder for you to put a tune straight on if it's, if the label don't even know how it's going to do around the yeah, world. Yeah, I know. And we just listen to it and go, we think that would be good. And it's true. That, that's going to be a big song. Three, yeah, three times even, out, like one time out of 10, we get it wrong. Yeah. And even talking about it on air, you know, like you want to start talking about like new music, this, and this is the, whatever we would call them, <laughs> the new hit or whatever. And then you kind of start looking it up and you're like, this has been out three months yeah. in the UK. It's like almost embarrassing. Mm. Um, it's but a difficult one. It gives me hope though. Cause if, if now you, you'll just be seen as being late if you're waiting for it to become a hit. Yeah. So it's only a good thing for radio here. The, the one thing I've, I find, and I've like on channel four quite a bit, not, Attacking you or nothing. That's all right, um, babes. Like you hear throughout the day, you guys could p potentially love a tune. And then an hour later on the next show, they're like, oh, I'm not really liking this tune. Yeah, I've got a bit of a bug about that because I've selected the music because I believe in it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I believe in it and I'm passionate. I think a radio presenter should never give you're a reason you're never supposed to. why you don't like a song. Because yeah. if you don't like it, the listener's going to be, well, yeah. what the hell am I listening then? Switch, other station. Well, our programme director's bang on that. When he hears that, he shuts it off straight away. Yeah, it still I've, slips I've through the net. That. I've heard that a few times. Yeah, and you're yeah, never yeah. supposed to. You're supposed to be like super, super passionate about all the tracks. Uh, however, I do believe that you should also be yourself as a presenter yeah. um, because you can always put on an act, but you'll always get, you'll always get caught out. And it, it annoys me when radio presenters almost treat the listeners as if they're stupid. And that's not like they have chosen to have you on in their car or in their house. So you should feel grateful for mm -hmm. that. So if I Sometimes was- Sometimes in the bath. We have in the morning. Sexy time. Um, <laughs> Weird. But if I, you know, like again, on a, on a triple head breakfast show, when we started on Dance FM, I, so, so Danny C and Joe Mango were both DJs. And in fact, Joe's a really good producer as well. I knew, knew about dance music and grew up with it all. But, you know, mine was the essential mix on, yeah. on Radio 1. But I, I we never pretended that I was this, you know, absolute diehard dance music fan. Because if I pretended to do that... And then people see me at a Spice Girls concert, then mm. it's just going to make a mug of everyone and it's not fair. So, you know, Danny would always take the mickey and I think there was the Charlie XCX and had the little sample of Spice Girls. And yeah. so, you know, he would always make a joke and go, oh, Katie's song's coming up. And 
because as, as much as I loved it, there was no point trying to lie to anyone. So that's going back to what you were saying. Was that about. a tough radio show to do in the sense of something you said earlier that you are doing a breakfast morning show yeah. where the majority of that music gets played late at night, yeah. if not into 5, 3 a.m. in the morning. No. And I'm, then you have it at 6, 7, 8, 9 and 10. Yeah. No. And then but you're doing a breakfast show that keeps people up to date with what's going on. We get, thought it would be. Yeah. We, we thought it would be. And... We wanted to have a bit more control over some of like what we were doing because that was a very difficult bridge to bring together. Um, there was a couple of people in the management at, at the time who would kind of come into the studio and say, oh, you know, I heard this at Soho or something at the weekend. Can we play it? And you're like, no, that's too niche. Like, yeah. That's too underground. Um, you, you know, you still need to be playing... I don't. I don't care what anybody says. Everyone's just jealous. This sounds. And I'm sorry. I'm going to say something maybe bad because you're a DJ. But like, <laughs> everyone's like, "Oh, David get a shit. David get a shit." And you're like, "He's only shit because he's in the charts and earning loads of money." Yeah, he's not great. He's not a great DJ, but he's still just knocking out these tunes yeah. and working with all these people. Yeah, he's not a camel fat or he's not a whatever. But um, you still had to yeah get that fine line. But people were loving it. We had guys up at um, Al Qudra cycling track doing the 50k loop and would just have us on. Yeah. In the, you know, listening to us in the morning or obviously going to the gym. We had so many PTs and gyms that would like call in and get yeah, involved in the competition yeah. six till seven in the morning. Yeah. Um, then we would also have, again, because of maybe not so much for you, JJ, I don't know how old you are, but like heading into sort of late 30s, early 40s, they've all got kids. So then that was the audience that then we were aiming to for the school runs. So they were just loving the music we were listening to, yet we were still getting to the kids. But yeah. that goes back to, luckily, it's a very heavy driving city, like you said, and radio is a big thing. I don't think there's legs in many other countries to have a full dance station as a breakfast. <laughs> no, no, no like, way. I, I don't know any other place in the world that does. Well, now in England with Capital Dance, but like to have a breakfast show that is just dance music mm. and for it to work, yeah. I think is amazing. But the thing is, did it work? Well, uh, again, obviously, like. <laughs> I yeah, can't what, really what answer does, that. What does work mean? Like, right? have you got the listeners? Like, how I'd oh, see yeah. a sick, like, is there the listeners there? Yeah. Are brands buying into advert space? Yeah. Lots the numbers, and the, money the, coming in. Yeah, the numbers worked. And, you know, we were sponsored by, our breakfast show was sponsored by Zero Gravity. And we had Soho on board for uh, the drive time show. Um, Lee, who hopefully listens it, we all know Lee Tunnicliffe, who is like, if she doesn't know you in, in nightlife, you ain't, <laughs> no, you ain't worth knowing. Um, I don't know Lee. I've known of Lee. So oh, okay. Well, knowing. you ain't worth knowing. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, we were still getting them in, but then we were still, then we were also getting, I don't know, like pet shops wanting to yeah. advertise with us and, and food delivery apps and things like that. It was really interesting to have this weird dynamic, this commercial dynamic. Who's to say if it worked? Because obviously then three years down the line, the whole company the whole station shut down all three of us yeah so i don't know i i'm gonna put my neck on the line here slightly i believe if they made danny c pd and they listened to more of his ideas i think that there could still be a dance fm you know what i found strange um about i like dance fm we had to like our pd was on us at one point pre-pandemic of listening to the shows every single week doing notes, seeing how they can improve, snooping mm. them, how what they did wrong. Let's let's capitalize on that and stuff like that. We don't do that anymore. Um, what I found strange about Dance FM, only two ads. 
Yeah. I found that really strange because well, was... the normal radio way, you've got three ad breaks, yeah. three to four minutes. Yeah. That's paying your wages for your staff. Yeah. But then you've only got space for two ad breaks, which is 30 seconds long. It's a minute of ads. Listeners absolutely love it. I listen to dance. There's no adverts. Yeah. But when you're doing, I, w- I was slowly realizing, I was like, how how's the company making money? Yeah, if you've that... only got a chance to put two in ad breaks and you're guaranteeing it for your listener. So if you have someone that's like, we want to sponsor everything, mm. loads of these adverts coming in, they're like, no, we're only two ads. Push your mm. money away. Mm. Yeah, but just going on the other side of that from doing events and stuff here, we would have Dancer Firm on board sometimes and it would just be for branding and we would have to just pay them. Okay. Whether it's Instagram, whether it's just mm. uh, uh, just links, no ads. So they're, they're, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we didn't have full adverts and stuff for some of the events we did on Dance FM. Mm. But I don't, we were still yeah. paying. Okay. We did we did quite well from that. The two ads in a row was a weird one. So that was um, then you end up having fifteen loads of two ads in a row. <laughs> Wait, no, it was it was limited. So I'll tell you from from both sides. So Please two ads do. in a row was brought across by a guy called Cameron Plant, God rest his soul, who's no longer with us. And he came in, he'd been at ARN back in the day, like ten years ago. And then he'd gone to, I think, Hong Kong and then Australia. He was Australian anyway. Anyway, he came on board as as GM and just certainly in terms of a leader, first and foremost, he was unreal. He would always listen to your ideas. He had an open door policy and he'd certainly say, you know, I remember I went to him with some idea. I'm not even going to embarrass myself by saying it for just this feature. And, <laughs> and he went... That's fucking innovative, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, not a fan, no. And he was like, no, get out. You know, that's just what he said. He was like, that's rubbish. So sorry about the Australian accent. But it's quite good. Cheers. Uh, not to any Australians. Anyway, he came through in with this two ads in a row. So the idea is, is that your your first ad and your last ad in any ad break, they're the ones that most people remember. Mm-hmm. So that's the idea, obviously, that you'll always be remembered. You're either first in, last out. They weren't 30 seconds each. It was just two ads. So even if you had a 60 second and a 60 second okay, to do right. that or a 15, a 60, whatever. Yeah. We had the likes of Zero Gravity who would take both slots and then do two different kind of things for their ads. They actually worked it really well. Um, it was definitely, that was innovative. Yeah. Doing that, I just don't know, does it work? Well, then from a presenter, so yeah, from a listener's side, they're loving life because it's just, they know that when they hear an ad, it's not going to be on for yeah. very long. You've got a song soon. From a, pre- from a presenter's side, it gave us no breathing space at all because we couldn't like, you couldn't really get into a flow of a link, even if it was a feature or a competition or even just talking about what Beyonce had done that day. Because next thing you know, you're like, oh God, I've got to go into another another advert. So then from a presenter's side, it was tough. What grated on us as presenters more than anything was the marketing around it. Only two ads in a row, only two two ads in a row. Never highlight adverts. Yeah, I mean, we ever, we ever. said that. I was like, they're doing a sponsor campaign towards their advert it's break. It's so weird. People's least favorite part of a radio show yeah. is the ad break and they're promoting it. Yeah, but at the same time to me... <laughs> If I'm completely flipping it, as a DJ and from the shows I did, I would, remember it's dance music, so the tempo's pretty much all the same. Mm. For you guys playing different tempo tracks and whatever, sometimes the ad breaks actually help you get into the next track or whatever. So me as a DJ on, say, one extra, I can be at 100 BPM for that whole time and then I've got like an ad break or whatever, then I can switch to the next thing. Nice. 126 is the best BPM, (laughs) I understand. 
to to flow, which is also why when you're saying no breathing space, there is no breathing space in dance music mm. whatsoever. Mm. But me listening to dance music, I don't want to hear no gaps because it is about that. So then when you're saying, if you're pushing to me two ad breaks or two, 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 hardly any ad breaks, as a listener, I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, cool. I'm going to buy That's into That's interesting. That. And how many two ad breaks did you have? Six? Uh, five to six an five hour. Five to six an hour. Yeah. So that it does break things up, right? Yeah. So I guess that's different. Yeah, I, I guess that's different. So I, I never had two ads in a row on dance. By that point, I'd moved across the heart one hundred seven point one. So for for us, it was it was just difficult. Like I say, because you oh, wanna, this is on heart. It was two. Ad it was on dance as well, but oh. I wasn't on dance at the time, so I don't know how it how it ha- yeah. affected them. For me, in terms of like, I wanted to start a content piece and then launch a competition and get that and get that, and it was just constantly, God, I've got to go to an ad. I've got to go to an ad, and it was just a bit. Stressful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because it, even like me as a radio listener, sometimes I don't even want to hear the presenter talk. No, me either. Oh God, don't listen to Channel 4 then. <laughs> Goodness me, the amount of times me and Nimi get in trouble because we've been speaking for eight minutes. <gasps> with you a, do not. Absolutely we do. You speak for eight minutes? Sometimes, yeah. We no, find it quite sometimes, fun though. Sometimes you guys are really long. Yeah. Yeah, like really, really long. No way. <laughs> you do eight minute links or like whatever. So like five yeah. minutes. Five minutes is pretty standard for you, is it? But, uh, yeah. Well, no. we just sometimes do two minutes. So that's, then we'll save us up eight minutes. That's a talk show. Yeah, Hello. <laughs> sometimes. But then like you listen to Chris Fade, all of his links are six to nine minutes. Yeah. Six to seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get six songs away an hour. Yeah. We get about nine. Yeah, but Breakfast Show to me, that is that is when you can get away with it. I True. do a breakfast show, Mitch. So yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Long. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes your conversations, this is just going to sound like I'm attacking you now, but sometimes your conversations are like just about... Spooning. Shit. Like rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the JJ and Nimi breakfast show. But it works. It it, do, it does work. And we have no, re, we'd have no idea why, but we kind of, it's just kind of like, Coffee shop table, chilling, relaxing. Yeah. We put the mics up. We don't plan. We just go. That's mm. good. Um, and it sounds the majority of it. And then listeners sometimes text in mid conversation. We bring them in. They they carry on the sure, chat. Yeah. Yeah. And then it comes up with an idea. Then the, the the discussion opens up. We play a song, and then we've got three callers no, lined up that, that are talking that about works. that thing. You know, I think later but on in yes, the day, we absolutely just talk about shit. Later on in the day, <laughs> you can never do that. Like you'll never get. Do you away know what's it. funny is, um, so I came off heart in March, and then. I was fortunate enough to get a call from Dubai Eye and asked me to do some some cover shifts. Fine. Brilliant. And I love Dubai Eye because I'm old. So I am, um, although trying to bring a little bit of vibe to it. So I was brought in, what are you coughing for? <laughs> I can bring vibe to most radio shows. Though. It's gone the wrong way. So I was brought in to cover a show called Lunch with Lloyd, right? And Mark Lloyd launched Dubai 92. He's been around forever um, and he's just brill. And it's 11 till 2. Now, as we were saying, on commercial radio, normally, it's, and especially I was at a daytime show yeah. on Heart, so I'm not talking long links at all. My links would be maximum like a minute and a half minute if I had a cooler. So normally, like, blah, 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 blah. This is Heart. I'm Katie. Beyonce did something. I'll tell you after this. Bang. Next. And you're into Ed Sheeran. That's kind of it. When I started on uh, Dubai Eye, this was in December, I was supposed to go in for training to you know run the desk see how mark does his show even though I'm, I'm a listener went in spent an hour in the studio with mark just to double check 
their systems and their software and stuff. That was on a Thursday. Left, get the call on Saturday. Mark's got COVID. You've got a quarantine for seven days and oh, go yeah. and get a test, which meant then I missed all my training. And then it was then the following Sunday they wanted me in, in live. So um, the PD at Dubai Eye, she's like, are you going to be okay? Like, it's really hitting the ground running. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm like, whatever. There's a tech op with you in case I do anything wrong with the buttons and stuff. Anyway, the point of my story is, is that came out at the top of hour, my first link. And I was like, hi, it's Katie, it's Dubai 103.8. I wasn't this hyper, but I was speaking so quick because I was like, right, let's do top of hour and then get straight into the song. And, and then I kind of like looked at the clock and then looked at my Zeta and I was like, oh, I've got seven minutes to talk on my own, <laughs> right, <laughs> before going into the song. Yeah, so that would be like, difficult. What? I kind of managed it. It was a bit ummy and ari. It was a bit whatever, but I was like, oh no, well, how wow. do I do it? And then I messaged, messaged the, the PD afterwards. I said, I'm so sorry. I think I kind of like, bolted out of the gate. It's a bit too hype. And she was like, it's fine. You'll relax into it. I said, I just didn't, I didn't think, you know, and then, and it is mad on talk radio. Whereas, you know, I'll have, a, I'll have a, a guest on and I can talk to him for 20 minutes. I was saying I this to you, wasn't that. I? I could let him, I, I didn't need to interrupt him. Yeah, but this is, and that's the difference to me going from Capital to the BBC. It was like, Capital was all about that. Like, links were so scheduled. You have to do top of hour, you have to do into break, out of break, back, announce a tune, blah, blah, blah. Going to the BBC, it was like, you just do whatever you need to do. Mm. Like, my, my Friday night show was seven till 10. And on the first hour, I talked twice. And they'll be like, just don't, they've, they've had speaking for the last seven hours in the daytime. Mm. So you don't need to speak. If you want to speak, you speak. Interviews. I could have the biggest artist on an interview. They'll be like, just whatever. Two questions, get them to talk about themselves and move on. Like, And on Capital now, we need this content. You need to do this. You have to do this. You have to talk about this. But the, you got to get in. It's all it's all about word economy on Capital. Yeah. It's like get as much information in in the shortest amount of time and get rid of all Especially the Especially if you're selling something or someone's paid for something. Yeah. That's like, why I didn't quite like working there. And that's how I see radio here to a certain extent because it's commercial radio and bills have got to be paid. When with the BBC, it was just so like... Mm. Were you told to do shorter links at heart? Like shorter... So a link, sorry, if you're listening, you don't know radio, the ins and out. Link is like the talking in between songs. Yeah. Oh, in and out, crunch and rolls. Mm. Oh, that's any, amazing. Yeah, just straight in, straight out. Well, you prefer that? Yeah. For a but listener, I'm a for mix. Sure. I was like, I remember I'm doing my shows and actually DJing. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So, like, I always, I use, I would always use a 16 bar loop for my links. Once that 16 bar is done, which is about 15 seconds, done. But like, listening to BBC Radio One is what I always brought up with, mm. and those styles, it's kind of flexible. You're talking for yeah. a while. Greg James, Chris Moyles, Nick Grimshaw, just chat, chat, chat. Callers come on, having a bit of fun with them, get to song. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just much prefer listening to that style of radio. It's just like you guys are having fun. Yeah. You enjoy, you bring the listeners in on that fun. However long it takes, then get to song. I mean, especially now, if people want to listen to music, go listen to music. Yeah, they like, can do there. that anytime. And that's the thing. And I think that's what that's why at One X today was so like just and even obviously during the day you're hearing three minute songs. I'm playing a song for two minutes because I'm DJing, and you just felt people just liked it because it was just constantly moving. Mm. There was no breaks mm. and. I think that is also a massive difference to radio here. And I think there's a space for that. Like a space for real slick 
um, slick radio when the radio presenter talking it's like 30 seconds get yeah. into the song interesting bit of content get into it also what Capital did very well is that they felt like the listeners would feel like they were getting a lot of music yeah. but in actual fact yeah. they were taking a song taking out the second verse <sighs> going from the first chorus into the end of the song and it's the end yeah. and then you get into the song you're like goodness me we're getting away 15 you know songs Cap an hour Cap Cap is yeah. not as bad as that as Kiss Kiss, Kiss that is just wrong murder song yeah like, I mean Capital was just like if if you're going over in the hour you still need to get that song away here's a short version for you do you know what's funny that. when you do Capital Summertime Ball or Jingle Bell Ball like they dictate so this is me doing it with Tiny they dictate your set completely so because I would do all of Tiny's music I'd say, here's a set list. Here's what we're doing. Then I'll get an email back. This set could be 15 minutes long. No, we only want one verse of that. We only want uh, the no second way. verse of that. This vocal needs to be like this, like literally dictate. And that's how they would do on the radio as well. So if, if we were to do, say, Pass Out, but they've never played the What outro. a tune, by the way, yeah, followed by Frisky. It's no tsunami, is it? <laughs> nah, that, Frisky I know was every the single word of that. Me and my brother, we were actually really good at that. So if Tiny ever wants to hear me and Oliver Page do it, Please let me know. No worries. Sure I've won't. probably got it on video. I'm sure you absolutely won't. So <laughs> the, the, the outro pass out would never have been played on Capital. Yeah. So they're like, why are you doing oh, that in funny. the summertime ball? Do you know what's weird as a radio presenter on commercial radio? When you hear the real song, you hear like an yeah. extra verse or something. You're like, what is this? It's, like, it's so odd because you're yeah, so used to hearing yeah. the, the edited version. And even like me as a DJ playing, I got... When I was on One X, there was so much music getting sent to me that's clean, clean, clean. Then I'll go to a club and forget that I'm playing these. And BBC Clean is completely different to a radio pluggers clean. Like, but that's it's, nothing. It's probably similar to here. That's nothing to do with UAE Clean. And oh, no, UAE yeah. Clean is another level. No, I think it's on par. Really? 100%. So we can't, we literally can't mention any anything to do with alcohol, any alcohol brand, mm. nothing to do with. Um, Ass, obviously, yeah, like it's hear, a lot of Michael I, Jackson I hear, I've, songs. I've heard ass, I've heard pussy on the radio. What? Don't say what radio station. Okay, but you know what radio station. <laughs> and, no way. And in the last two days. No way. What's this, is it Cardi B? Because I'm up and I'm Don't up. No, no, that's bussing. It sounds like she's saying that, but she's not. I promise there's, you. There's I go a, through those there's lyrics. There's an Ariana Grande song as well that something said. But that's the, isn't that the dick no, bicycle? No, that's the end of the song, right? So I cut <laughs> the end of the song off, but the radio presenter, whoever show it was on, definitely won my show. Um, they can they can extend it. They can extend the end. Because okay. if they're like, oh, that's been cut off at a weird point. Yeah. Let's extend that. And that last bit is just Ariana Grande going, 34 plus 35 basically means 69. <laughs> you know, that's like the end of the song. <laughs> Even when I hear you like play stuff off YouTube in the mornings, you know, like I've, I've heard you just play stuff off YouTube. At the BBC, if we open YouTube to put through the desk, done. Sometimes you'll do it, right? So sometimes, no, especially on a breakfast show. You want to play an old school banger that's not, yeah, it's not still, even that. Like, such a big risk. Like, I know, I know. I, know. I would be like, especially here. No, you I, type in the song with followed by the word clean. For and sure, you, right? So same thing right. on a breakfast show. Daniel Joe will be like, or we'd say something I'll like, quick, just, get it up, get it up. And there won't be enough time. And then Joe will go, I haven't checked, I haven't checked it. And Danny's like, it's fine. And we'll go, okay. So then he'll open up the fader yeah. and we're all looking at each other shitting ourselves yeah, yeah. as it waiting plays for, out waiting for the lyric to happen waiting for a lyric what, what to would come happen in. like is like on capital i'd probably played a few swear word songs and if i didn't apologize within 30 seconds like it's big trouble what would need to happen nothing here? dubai like, eye has a dump dubai eye has a dump switch oh, do you? yeah because in case a guest 
uh, says anything untoward because it, it's not even just swearing on Dubai. Yeah. If anyone says anything that is against what we should be talking about, there's a dump switch. Weirdly, no one's showed me how to use that. So I don't know if there's a level of trust oh, involved. Mate, have you swore on the show before? Have I sworn? Yeah. No. I did it a couple of years ago. Don't say that. But I've, I've gone into different accents and I hate it. And then it what? You have that. to just... Nothing. You I don't even have to apologise or nothing. I just cracked into it. Just carried on. It was... Yeah, I was a bit anxious because I accidentally said... And I whispered it, the F word. Are I you joking? It, I whispered it. Because we were doing a world record for the most amount of slices of bread we could butter in a minute. Butter? Butter. 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 In a minute. Yeah. And the bit of bread snapped. So I went... And said that, and then oh no one, God. no one messaged, no one complained, no one said anything. Catherine's personal trainer messaged uh, Catherine, going, "Ha! Jamie just said fuck on the radio. So funny." We had a feature on the Rude Awakening called Katie's Fact Hunt, and what? Katie's Fact Hunt, right? Yeah, I do five facts every day, and Danny said Danny came up with the name, and we were like. Right, let's let's put it forward. Like, let's go for it. Not on air. Like, we put it forward to our PD first of all. Lapped it up. Now, whether he didn't know, or whether he did know and let it go, because you have to have a backup. You have to have a legitimate yeah. reason. Danny once on Radio One was talking about hookers. He got called in and he was like, "I was talking about rugby." Right. So he was like, "I had, <laughs> I, I had his backup," but he was yeah. doing it in a very funny way. So we ran Katie's Fact Hunt for a year, every day. And we had yeah, a, we had, but... it's Katie's fat one. <laughs> <laughs> that is so suspect. I love it. I love that yeah, but, so yeah, much. Like, you would buy into that and yeah, you, like, you, would, you would appreciate that. You got to get the humour with on it. On Capital, like there'd be, I think I played a swear word. My daughter was in a car. I phoned the studio. Oh, My no. daughter was in a car. You guys have no respect, blah, blah, blah. And then it's Ofcom and then it's this and it's just like... God, you know what? Harsh. You know do you what call, I find here? Do you call people that complain? Uh, yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, we do. We call all the time. Um, and I think here, I think the the bosses and the programme directors are so like, oh, you can't have that in there. You can't have that in there. I don't think we give this nation enough credit for what they allow. Yeah. True. Um, it's white programme directors that are deciding what... It would be okay in the UK, but not here, not in this nation. Who are you to decide mm, what the Arab, mm. the young Arabic audience are ready, willing to get on board with? Mm. So I let alcohol references go in. The name of the name of a not like we're drinking vodka, but if sipping Hennessy, yeah, get it in there. But we so dance and heart. We weren't allowed to say the word nightclub. Wow. Have you been? Have you like listened to Australian radio? Oh mate, it's yeah. the best in the world. Like, yeah. the, it, when we used to go Australian tour, that was like, we 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 did one first interview and they were like, oh fuck, we was like, sorry, what? Yeah, yeah. There's just no filter, and then you come here and it's just like. I think it's the same as when, um, obviously, because in, in America they're not allowed to swear on TV and stuff, and yeah. I love it when in the UK they get them on the Graham Norton show, and Americans would be like, oh, can can I say that? And yeah. Graham Norton's like, say what the fuck you want, like I don't care. Yeah, yeah. We were shit. Australian radio is by far the best in the it world. Is, like they're is. the forefront and the mm. leaders of what radio can be. And that's why I believe, don't know Chris, but that's why he talks for a length of time and brings listeners on and gets them in on the fun of the show yeah. because that's what the likes of Kyle Sanderland's done, the yeah. Kyle and Jackie O yeah, show. Yeah. If you listen to that, bloody 15 minute links, nine minute links. Yeah. And Chris has gone, this is what works in Australia. 
there's nothing really working in the UAE when he came and he did that. Yeah. And then you got people from the UK, programme directors, whatnot, going, you need to do it in three minutes. But the, the programme director of yeah. Virgin was in that, an old uh, Nova. Exactly, Australian, director. right? Yeah. So like ARN are very like Australian heavy at the very top, which Australian is great heavy. for their company because they are the forefront. And then there's other stations that have British programme directors and bringing their British stamp on it where it's like, no, everything has to be tight and lipped and bright and two yeah. minutes long and Hello, get into this get is into, radio. Yeah, and get into it. And that's why I think, I think Australian, Chris Fade wins. Australian commercial radio is the best radio, I think, in mm. the world. Like, better than America's. They're just... 100%. You can hear the same song funny. every hour, but you'll just feel like it's new again. And the thing is, is... is yeah, Chris does Chris does really well. You were talking about word economy earlier. I sent him a voice note the other day. It was like a minute and a half. And he was like, you work on radio. Why was that so long? He was like, "Can you You could have said that in about 20 seconds. I was I like, do that. oh, sorry. Sorry about that, Chris. Um, but what I love, what Chris does, and Chris does really well, as you say, for Australian, is he makes every listener believe they are your best yeah, friend. Yeah. And I, not to name drop, but I was fortunate enough to meet Scott Mills and Greg James. Uh, well, I don't need to name drop when you're sitting here, but, um, <laughs> and also JJ from Kingsland Road. Um, but when I met Scott Mills and I said to him, I said, this sounds really weird, but I want to ask about your mum. Like, cause we know all about his mum. And he was like, that's not weird at all. I put the information out on air that I want to because I want it to feel like, yeah. you know my mum. But that's that's good radio. It's really good. That's, it's that's, so clever. Like even when I, on my Friday night show, like two years before I moved here, I was traveling every single week back and forth. So I'd make a feature on my Friday night show where I'd literally finish in the club at three, fly at six o'clock, land at 3 p.m., go straight to radio. So it became a feature. Everyone was invested in, what my week was in Dubai and then I'd come home because obviously I'd with DJ'd with all sorts of artists and all of that. And that's what they bought into on the show. The show became about me traveling, more about me traveling than the music. Yeah, when they've got you... to buy into the personalities. Yeah. That's why people listen. When did you come back to Dubai then each weekend? I was doing, I would fly in on <clears throat> Tuesday, land at 11pm, DJ, Wednesday off. DJ, in Dubai? Yeah, DJ Thursday night, finish at 3am, flight at 6am. Do your Friday night show in England. And then land at 3pm in Heathrow, go straight to radio, do 7 till 10. What a jet set. And then come back to the on And then come on back Tuesday. on the Tuesday, yeah. Goodness two, me. Two years. What a guy. Two years straight. Mr. Worldwide over here. It was radio. Radio is the only thing that kept me in the UK for that long. Otherwise, I would have been here years before. Yeah. And me leaving was like, people were just... So when did it. you move here for good? January last year, full time. Oh, no way. Mm. Okay, with the family. And yeah, yeah. No way. I just don't understand... That you've been here two years, we're part of the problem as well. How have you not landed that big kind of show you have been putting around? Yeah, but this is the thing, though. There's and no market. I, for, there is a market here, but no radio wants to. Yeah, come but on. I also want to believe in the station that mm. I'm going to. Like when I've two years ago, I would have said I would love to have been on Heart in the nighttime playing an old school show. Yeah, a, a mix show. But now I don't see that space anywhere. And like I said to you in the conversations I've had with you, Channel 4 is the only station I see as the forefront of new music that I would actually probably enjoy being on. And the on. thing is having an old school show on Channel 4 would work we play an awful yeah. lot. If for, a, for a commercial music station that meant to play Top 40, mm. we played like three or four songs that are old yeah. school, an Rihanna's, hour. Beyonce, an hour. An hour, oh. every 20 minutes. So our programme director, John Kirby... Um, came in and just completely sorted our clocks out, which is like where the placement yeah. of songs go. So at the end of end of every ad break, out of the ad break, it's the biggest song of today, yeah, the Weekend Blinding yeah. Lights, for That's example. Such a UK thing is so mad. 
Yeah. Is it? Yeah. But it is, isn't it? If you think about it again, if you if you're listening to this podcast right now and you you think about after you listen to adverts, you just want to hear what is essentially the biggest. Song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo driver's license will come out of the ad break, one of the biggest songs yeah. in the world right yeah. now. Then after that, you'll play like a B list song, yeah. and then maybe a C list or an R two we call it, which yeah. is the biggest song of the last uh, five, five years, years. Yeah. three to five years, and then big old school tune so well, this, we see it as like a menu mm. you're gonna get the full range of yeah. all the songs in 20 minutes but even as you're saying that like if i was on bbc first i would never have had that knowledge so the, what i learned from capital i then took as a mix show into the bbc where i would play in that format yeah and they would like the producer would be like why are you doing it this way i'd explain it and they'll be like Wow, we never like thought because people they, listen they, for twenty minutes yeah. on average. Yeah. So you've got to give them everything. Yeah, in that in that twenty minute section, and as well, obviously, I'm sure we've all been asked so many times, like, "Do you choose the music? Do you choose the music?" Uh, yeah. I'm like, absolutely not at all. Sometimes, sometimes I'll go in, look at the news of the day, and I walk up to Dean, and I'll be like. Dean, can I get Beyonce in? Because she did something today. And then it gives me, you know, like a link to talk about. And he's yeah. like, oh, fine. Because, and I- uh, uh, There's a science behind it all though. Exactly. Yeah. So you would think, okay, if Beyonce's done something, chucking a Beyonce song, well, hang about. It's because you've got to have male, female, male, female, yeah. 90s, noughties now. Duh. Then it's got to be an R2. And then it's got to be a this and it's got to be that. And some, at the beginning, I'd be like, Dean, can't you just put in a Beyonce song? He's like, it's not yeah. as and easy And I can see why that. music people will get annoyed at me because I'll go, oh, I want to put Macklemore in. Or something like that yeah. and now people are doing it and I'm like no there's actual science you need to get like an R&B into, yeah, a, into yeah. like a pop into a dad and like Can't give them everything anything. yeah it's interesting and I think yeah. people don't people don't know the science behind radio um, I'd like to ask you uh, Mitch as well in terms of as you were saying about the, the average listening time is sort of 20 minutes. And I know a lot of shows here in the UAE will repeat content. So sometimes we used to repeat on breakfast what we did in the six, we'd repeat it in the nine because you're yeah. not going to have anywhere near the same audience. Some people even do it hour to hour in shows. Like, it, was that done in the UK? Is that a thing? Capital, yeah, 100%. Seriously? Yeah. Oh. I, I've never been a part of that because I've always had yeah like full range of my show. But in Capital, yeah. In, in BBC... It's, they, they're playing a much wider scope of music, so they don't really need to. But even content-wise, I'm yeah. not talking music, I'm talking Oh, content, content. No, no, no way. Really? No way. It's, it's done a lot in the UAE. Yeah, I mean... Do you ever do it? Uh, we do it with... We have a segment in our show which is basically just updates of like COVID and UAE news. They're the same. That's boring. From one hour to yeah, the next. Yeah, that, so we that. do it twice in the breakfast show. So the same that you hear in the... No, the don't Six o'clock you'll hear in the... Eight. No, actual I mean like features. Actual features or an actual story. No, really? Yeah. No, we don't repeat. Because we like to... thing is we talk about ourselves quite a lot. Mitch will probably back that up. <laughs> 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 like we just talk about our own life and our own stories and hopefully it's relatable in a sense. Well, it is the JJ and Nimi show. It is, I suppose. And then try and get people to come on the show and tell their types of stories like I that. I thought you were going to say try to get people to come on the show and talk about us. <laughs> That's like yeah, the... That happens as well. For no, me, it right? doesn't. <laughs> that happens. Does that happen? No, it don't happen. Not for me. Or Nimi, I don't think. Do you know what I actually do want to ask you is the, the features and stuff. We have the strongest feature in the country. Okay, but... Are you getting your features from UK radio? Um, John Kirby gave us old school four. He was my old PD as well. Yeah, and I believe... <sighs> Not even just old school four, there's a few. So, I'm, I'm just picking apart channel four here. Yeah, that's fine. You Obviously, <coughs> it's, sorry, it's your I'm preferred so sorry. station. What is old school four? Because you know that oh, I... it's the best game in the world. Yeah, like... Oh. 
for whatever reason. Uh, it's have you just... ever heard thingamabob? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this is what I'm saying. So all of your features in the UAE just sound like they've come from UK. Um, so every single day we do a game that surrounds the listener. Okay. So on Sunday we'll do a game called Where You From? We get a listener on, we chat to them, hear their accent, we guess where they're from. Really simple. <laughs> We had one where we had to try and get people whose names rhyme where they're from because we had a girl texting called Varsha and she lived in Barsha. And then it just carried on from there. It was brilliant. I think just doing games that doesn't that just involves your listener, make them feel like the start of the show is so powerful. Yeah. So we yeah, I guess like, where are you like from? what's your age is another one. We guess their age. We talk to them, we guess their age. And that's 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 not a channel four game. Like that's done everywhere in the world. There's, yeah, yeah, a, there's yeah. a game I think Eve does. Um, about her dad voice notes and basically her dad sings a song and yeah. she's got to guess who it is and the listener got to guess who it is and there's on Nick Bright's show on One Extra he was doing that like five to ten years ago Listen, she may have copied that because I know so she was into her, that scene is it her is it the actual presenter who's coming up with the features or is it we will put a plan together yeah. for the show. Okay. John brought Old School 4 into the fold, which just elevated our show from number three to now floating around number one. You like that kind of feature. Yeah. Same with competitions, right? There's probably five, maybe 10 maximum. I'd say five. Five, yeah, right. So five competition mechanics in the world yeah of course and we all just have to reinvent them and, and like change yeah. them up slightly like but, some uh, are the sound uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm saying sound. it more is it like on purpose or is it literally we thought of this uh... a bit of both you know if it ain't broke don't fix yeah, it yeah of course so if it's a case of okay right well I heard for me it was like I heard Scott Mills do it so Scott Mills does innuendo bingo yeah. obviously drinking the water I've played that in the studio. So we, well, we did it the other way around. So we did exactly the same principle, but instead of it being innuendos, because we're in the UAE, you have to be a bit careful. We did um, kids ringing in and telling their jokes because I laugh at anything and that was the whole joke. So it'd yeah. just be me versus Joe Mango, just spitting water in each other's faces. I was saying I played it in BBC Radio 1. Oh, you played yeah. it? No way. Yeah, it was class. We were just spitting on that poor producer. <laughs> Five of us so just spitting on this poor guy. It is, it is tough. I still don't know what old school for. Or what is this thing that you don't do? need to know, mate? Everyone's still going to steal it at some point. Okay, right. From the great games, like it's Chris Fade's pop quiz is another one. Amazing, the, the yeah. amazing, so clever, and amazing. it's a quiz. When was when was ten questions coming yeah. about? But that's a Kyle and Jackie O game. Yeah. Chris Fade brought it over. And Thingamabob that Danny did on Radio One and brought <laughs> across was Thingamabob. Um, Mallet's Mallet. Mm. That's all it was. You were, do you remember Mallet's no. Mallet? No. So it's just word association. So I, you start off and I go giraffe and you go Africa, you yeah, go yeah, yeah. sun, you go whatever. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it goes around. There's not many games that you can play. Of course not. And you can try just... and get invented and do a spin on it. Australia are very good at making new games. Yep. So I listen to a lot of Australian radio and there might be some ideas go, let's bring that over mm. here. Mm. Um, yeah, Old School 4 is a bang. I've brought it up a few times, but let Mitch describe it because he texts me. He's, he's been on the show. I've won it. He's won it. Really? Yeah, because yeah. he knows he's going to win talk it. To me. It's basically four songs, four seconds. You've got four seconds to guess the artist. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he knows the that. rules. That's it. So yeah, should be a radio school. presenter. <laughs> but we have, honestly, I don't know how many people you got texting in. We make it sound like it's bigger than it is, but we genuinely get hundreds upon hundreds of people mm. texting in. Wanting is to it that many? Yeah? Yeah, daily. Yeah, daily, mate. So when we start and we say, get involved to win a prize, um, not many people text. 
you get three or four. Yeah. And then we start playing the game. Then it's like, oh, people know the song and people are getting it wrong. And we just dump calls. Bang. You got it wrong. See ya. Next person. I love it when when, when it's not even a feature. It's not even a competition. I love it when you talk about something and it blows up yeah. and you don't even realize it yeah. blows up one of the biggest highlights for me was we had a uh top trending um hashtag in tw- uh, for, on twitter and when you get the email saying the first ever mention of hashtag said no one in the uae ever was on your thing and because it started off by going oh yeah no one in the uae says oh yeah i do have a coin actually i do have a dirham you know yeah. it goes on from there um that was massive that blew up Danny and I just talking in an opening link once at six o'clock saying about chocolate digestives. And I said, oh, I really fancied a chocolate digestive. So I grabbed it out of the cupboard and he was like, what do you mean the cupboard? They're not in the fridge. I'm like, I don't keep my digestive chocolate. Yeah. And then yeah, it just that... goes mad and you just don't, you just don't know what's going to hit. But that goes back to what you were saying earlier. Like they're all bites that would be on socials that you get pushed. Same. And in England, especially capital, like that little thing, they would make the biggest thing going mm. and it would just be a trending topic for the whole week. Mm. But you don't get that substance of radio here. Mm. And I think it could be a big part of it, the same way the competitions are. That should be too. Competitions is another thing. What so like all together in this country, I find that um, I don't, I understand it, but you get the same people yeah. coming in straight away. And then, we, then the next, so we were doing old school four this week. It got, and the client pulled out or something's happened behind the scenes where we can't play it anymore. We want to play it with a prize. And then we'd still get about five or six texts from the same people at the same time that probably aren't even listening to the show, but they know. They mm. listen to every station. They know what time competitions are coming up. They know what's up for grabs how to play. Mm. And they'll be pinging texts, five texts at one time to all shows mm. to try and win stuff. Crazy. I've never really had that side of interaction on radio because obviously I was more of a mixed show. So I've never had like, the, the listenership type thing mm. I've always just done interviews and just mix well, the shows, interaction yeah the best part of the radio for me like chatting to people on the show oh, and like sure. taking the mick out of them and you've, we've got yeah. them into a place now where they take the mick out of us because yeah. they know the style yeah. of the show it's the, so fun the one thing you and I think you have got and I know what you always said going back to what you said earlier JJ about maybe we need to be a little bit more sensitive and I'm aware that I'm sitting here as a white British woman is Sometimes I listen to some shows here, they'll have someone on the radio and they, they'll be a bit slow in terms of like, it's hilarious, mm. right? Because you'll ask them a question or you say a joke and, and you want to take the mickey out of them. And to me, it then errs on the side of you're taking the mickey out yeah. of them and it being, you know, English isn't their first language, second language. We had something on one of the stations I was on where there was a, a Brit and then two other people that English was not their first language. So it was a three headed show. But they always kind of, there was too many digs at one of the presenters because he'd say a word wrong. And it was quite funny, but that's funny off the air. I don't think you can yeah. take the mickey out of people for saying things wrong. That's just me. And again, maybe I'm being hypersensitive to stuff like that. Maybe, I don't know if I do that. I'm not sure, but I do like anyone that comes in the show. Yeah. You are signing a waiver that <laughs> yeah. you're going to, if you say something out of turn or out of place, not in language, but a word yeah, absolutely. that you were meant oh, to say and you said sure. that wrong or whatever. Like you come on the show knowing full well yeah. that you're in for a bit of a comedy right, roasting yeah. at times. <laughs> and they do the same for us now. They take the mick out of us. They'll be on Nimi's side taking the piss out of me. Yeah. I absolutely love it. That's kind of, that's the space that we've created yeah. for people in I, their mornings. I also love it when you get, and it always happens when you're filling in for shows and covering shows is the the 
that someone has taken the time out of their day to text in a complaint, <laughs> right? And it's it's great. So I'll give you an example. When I was brought in to cover recently on um, the Drive Time show off script on Dubai Eye, so that's uh, Chris McCarty, Robbie Greenfield and Sonal Rapani. Now, Sonal has a very strong American accent, Indian heritage, whatever. And she's got quite a high-pitched voice. I've got a deep English accent, right? <laughs> you couldn't be further apart. We couldn't be further apart from each other. We worked so well together. It's brilliant. But the first one was because uh, Sonal wasn't there, so I came in. Who is this girl? Where's Sonal? Yeah, Why felt, is she saying things like this? And I'm like... I felt bad for texting that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a change and I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> it was just so funny. I'm like... All right, mate, like I'm only here. I'm only here for a day. Don't worry. And then, yeah. but then Robbie and Chris are brilliant, much like you in terms of that. They'll just say, oh, we've had a text in from whoever, Sonny. Sonny's a, a great uh, follow, uh, listener, actually. He's been with me a long time. It would never be him. He would never complain about me. But he'll go, we've had a text in from Sonny. Don't worry. She's gone tomorrow. Sona will be back. You know, and we yeah. make a joke out Good. of it because that's fine for me. I'm not, God, if I was affected by every complaint about, that came through about me or whatever. Right, well, as a mix show, there's no way I could have completed a show. I'm live, so there's bound to be a little mm. like off key mix or whatever. Straight away, people just be like, "Who is this DJ? Why is he doing that?" <laughs> 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 and the the probably they only listen for ten minutes, and that's the only thing they've picked up from it. Yeah, of mm. course. And the, and the thing is that sometimes if you look into it too much, you go, well, if they've texted in because they're offended or you've said something wrong, then you're like, wow, there's this many people listening. Yeah. Goodness me, how many other people have been offended by this? Like, oh, is this as serious as it is? I think just move on, man. Yeah. Move on as quickly as you can. If you want to call up that person and explain, there's been times where I've took the mick out of a, of a listener. Um, they've took the mick out of me. We're having a bit of fun. Sometimes you get it wrong. Like you, I do get it wrong because yeah. I do this kind of, yeah. I've been brought up in a, piss takey family where if you say something out of turn or you do something it's just a, you just you just get it right mm. um so i have to like call up that person and explain that you know we speak to this person off air for like three or four minutes before we're talking to yeah. them then they come on and we take the mick out of them we, we were having that laugh previously sometimes it doesn't come across sometimes you get it wrong yeah. it's live radio man yeah. we're gonna get it wrong from time to time yeah anyway we could probably be talking for hours. I think we I think have, we have. mate. <laughs> I mean, we have, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. I think there's a radio show in this as well. Um, <laughs> Output DSB podcast. Katie, thank you very much. JJ, we ain't even spoke about podcasts, which I also wanted to talk about. <laughs> so we'll have to do that another time. Until next time, Output DSB. Yeah.